Hi guys, welcome back to the Mel Custer podcast. Today I have a very special guest. She is the queen of grit, the teller <laughs> of hard truths, and the happy, sexy entrepreneur herself. Yes, I love it. Diana <laughs> Welcome. Round of applause. I loved that intro. I was like, what's she going to say? <laughs> I know, right? And like, honestly, there is so much I could say about you because you are so like multifaceted. And I know that word gets thrown around and everyone's technically multifaceted, but like you really just do that well. And we're going to go into all of the things today. But firstly, this is your first podcast. How are you feeling? I know. I was like so excited I said I was just at boxing I was saying like to my boxing coach I'm like it's my first one and he's like I was saying like in the past I've been asked but I I felt like I probably wasn't confident enough to riff or flow and like obviously you know like I was just like worried I was like oh my god like all the fucking shit but um yeah I'm excited like last night I was like how am I gonna I I did the I was in the shower I'm like how am I gonna introduce myself I'm like what do I say so yeah yeah, yeah well, good. firstly, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself, but like, I'm just going to like have this out there in the world right now that like, I'm the first podcast and you guys are going to be coming back and listening to this podcast when Dej is on show <laughs> yeah. and like being interviewed alongside David Goggins and like Miley yeah. Cyrus and all of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. So this is like going to be a time, like a True. Time-, time capsule this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, and that's how highly I think of you. Cause I do, I just think oh, I anyway, introduce yourself. So we are, everybody who doesn't know who you are, knows who you are. Oh my God. Okay. So again, like I was saying before, I was like, what am I going to say? Like, this is, I feel like most people would answer back. Like, I'm a business and mindset mentor, but I'm, I'm not even that. Like I actually don't even think I want to change my bio because I was really contemplating on it last night I was like I am just like a fucking extraordinary human and I think I'm like I am a coach who wants people to be extraordinary like I'm the extraordinary extraordinist what what's the word <laughs> I'm looking for here but that's how I'm going to introduce myself my name is um everyone calls me Dij DR Dij my real name's Diana and yeah I am I'm just a mad bitch. <laughs> Can vouch for that. Like I just, I just am someone who's so multifaceted. Um, and I, I, like you said, Mel, it it is a word that gets really thrown around. But I feel like, um, I think like you and I definitely share the same qualities of like where, like you're gonna hear me speak today, and I'm gonna say like "cun" and "fuck" and "shit" and "get the fuck out" and "shut the <laughs> fuck up." Like it's just like I'm so like bogan bloke like if you didn't see what I looked like you'd be like this girl's a fucking bloke and then like you see me and I'm like like sexy and sexual dancing like I'm just like polarizing it's like it's a lot it's a lot so that's me I'm just a human trying to fucking like change the world (laughs) to be honest like I just I'm someone who just wants people to feel extraordinary yeah 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 and like I've obviously worked with you in different containers as you've evolved. So Mm. for me, witnessing your evolution has just been so fucking cool. And like, obviously I want to go into the evolution and things today, but one thing I noticed about you is that you don't fucking water down your message, right? To to be digestible so that people, you know, you, you don't cushion things so people need to feel comfortable and 
I know that you've had to hold projections within that and, you know, potentially be misunderstood. And I would love to know like how you navigated, how, how have mm-hmm. you come to this place where you can just be so unapologetically dish and mm. you, without, you know, worrying about what people think about you in quotations. Yeah. And just to preface, like Mel, like you were like one of my first like online clients. Like you were like, I was like in the transition where I was like, running up the driveway like getting into the call puffing and you're like why are you puffing I'm like I just finished work (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know like actually like fucking beginning when I was like really navigating wanting to go online but yeah it's it's funny you bring that up because it is something that I get reflected back to me all the time and every time I meet someone they say um it's funny like I I just went away with some girls and everyone was like what's what's your first impression of Dids versus like how you know her now and they'll all like I thought you're a fucking cunt and I'm like and it's funny like I am it's like I'm not gonna I am a cunt like I'm sarcastic I have like cunty humor like that's my humor it's just the way that I speak and I feel like when you kind of get to know me, you're like, oh, but she just speaks like that. Like, oh, she just is really direct or she just actually like, she's just humorous. Like she's just like a bit cunty, a bit sarcastic, a bit humorous. And that's just the way that I actually speak versus like it can get, um, it can get perceived as like, oh my God, she's a bit aggressive. Like she's a bit aggressive, but I am like, I actually am a bit aggressive, you know, like that's just the way that I speak. Honestly, like, fucking growing up with two brothers you got to have a bit of sass in your foot like you got to have a bit of pep in your step to to survive basically but yeah I have copped a lot and I think that to be honest it's this part where I I I did water down my message for a little bit there to be more um palatable to be more um catering to the fucking collective but it's also that part where I was actually changing who I am at core do you know like I actually, it's funny. I asked my parents, I'm like a couple of weeks ago, I think I shared this in the broadcast that you're in. I asked my parents, like, how would you describe me? How would you describe me to someone that's never met me? Like as your daughter, someone you, you know, like fucking behind the scenes. And they both said, it's funny. They both said, bitchy, sassy. My dad's like, she, when you get angry, you can get very angry. Um, but very driven. Like my dad was like, you have the biggest fucking heart in the world. My mom was like, you're, it was so cute. It was actually a really healing fucking thing that I did. But um, my mom was like, you're everything that I I, I wanted you to be. And I was like, <gasps> like it just hit the heart, you know, hit the heartstrings. But that's just me. I'm I'm sassy. I'm fiery. I'm like, even my mentor, I speak to my mentor like this and she's incredible. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, I tell her to shut the fuck up and it's just who I am. It's just my tonality. And I think that, um, it's a collective problem where it's like, you shouldn't speak like that and be nicer, but it's like, I actually just speak like this. So you're asking me to change who I am so you can digest it. So that's contributing to a much larger problem that we all actually don't feel good enough or that we're worthy or, insert whatever that we belong at core so it's like that I I, I've tried to change it but I was like it's actually not me and and even when we press play I was like to you Mel can I swear like you know like that's good I was like I'm actually a bit worried because what if I can't and I'm I'm scared (laughs) like you're gonna have to do a lot of editing maybe we're gonna have to take a few takes but just that part where at core it's like I don't believe in changing who you are for the collective it's yeah. like be who you actually are 
and and the people that you love are going to gravitate to it and there's people that aren't going to gravitate to you and that's totally okay that's totally fine because like if you change at core who you are you're never going to feel like you belong and Mm -hmm. that's going to contribute to a much larger problem and I don't want that so it's like for me the way that I see it is like well if I change myself I'm telling someone else to change their self and that's like that makes me like want to crawl in a hole and like I don't want that yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and your intent and here's the thing right it's like that whole holding the most generous interpretation Mm. because it's so fucking easy to just look at someone direct like you and say, oh, that like she's a bitch or she's just trying to bring people down or she's mm. and not hold that that interpretation. And I think online it's so different than in person. I've obviously we're in different states, but we've met a few times in person and I've witnessed, I feel your heart and your intent and the legacy that you're building. And it's not if you just wanted to be a cunt for the sake of it, like this you wouldn't be doing all this work helping heal women you know yeah yeah just wouldn't be be it and like going back to the swearing thing and like can I speak it's like I hope that you never put yourself in spaces where you can't be you because I fucking love that about you Mm -hmm. and yes it's polarizing but people people need to learn how to hold that the most generous interpretation that like it may be for you it may not but making someone wrong for who they are and the way they speak it, it's just not on it, it is and it's funny someone asked me yesterday fuck I don't know what the conversation the context of the conversation was I think it was something very similar she's like how do you hold it and I actually said to her I know when uh, it's like I only know my truth and I know I go to bed with like the purest fucking intent like I actually know that no one like I don't know how to describe the feeling but like obviously you've kind of seen me where it's like I'll sit at an event or I'll like listen to my client I'm like no one feels how much I care about this human like I'm like streaming in tears because I'm so happy for that person especially in like my events because I see them like really elevate and thrive and I think the the overall basis of the conversation that she was asking me yesterday I was like no one will know that like my intention and I only know that and like people don't need to know it but like I need to know it and like I go to bed so fucking like peaceful because I know my intention is so fucking pure and all I want is like again for people to feel like and achieve the most extraordinary things and I know that I actually pull people into those realms and like yeah, there's just no feeling or words that articulate like when you see a client or someone that you love, like, like blossom, you're just like, oh, oh, oh my God. So yeah, it's like that part where it's like generous interpretation. Like I'm not a cunt to be a cunt. I just have a cunty sense of humor. Do you know what I mean? But like I, the way that I can articulate things can come across as very polarizing. Um, But like you equally just, it's so hard. It's like you never, you've never heard me talk to a client. You've never like you just don't know who I am behind the scenes. Um, so it's it's that part. And I think my mentor gets this a lot. Like she gets called like um, what's the word? I don't know. This like Disney character, and she's like, like you just never see her heart. It's the same with me. It's like you're just never gonna see it. And like to be honest, it's that part. You know the way that I see it is like if you don't want to see my heart, you don't deserve to see it. 
-hmm. Like, if you just want to see me as a cunt, so fine. Like, see me as just a cunt. Because if you can't see the the heart and, and my love and my intention and my care and, like, no one would have the results that I have if I didn't care. Like, truly. Like, let's go, if we want to go down that route, it's like, I've said this to my clients, like, I can't coach you how to fucking care and open your heart up. Like, I can't. Like, it's at the, I can, but I can't at the same time. Like, your level of care is up to you. And I think that, like, my success and my events, like, the reason why it has, it's because I fucking care. Like, period. And if you don't want to see that, you don't deserve to see my heart. Yeah. You can just see me as a You can just get offended. And it's something that I, I think, honestly, that you feel more than you see. Mm. And it's like social media is like, what, fucking 1% of who you are as a person. And people also need to remember you're running a business. You're building a legacy. You're not putting your entire care and life on social media. So it's using that discretion and discernment and being like, oh, okay, she's direct in her biz within her business. But they don't see when you go home to Jesse, your partner at night, and you melt into the little self-obsessed mm. that you are, right? Yeah. They don't yeah. see that that because, because and sometimes they may because it, you might put it on, but it's remembering. And I think this is an important message for everyone to remember that social media is fucking social media. And it's like the debate, and I think I've heard this, I don't know, I think I've maybe shared this in a program that you were in, Mel, where it's like, okay, well, and then people go down that one. It's like social media is like a highlight reel and like da-da-da, so toxic. And like, no, because like look at your parents' um, photo albums. Mm. to highlight real like they only have photos it's the same thing it's like your photo your parents weren't taking photos and getting them printed of you like sitting on the lounge like having a bad day or like whatever it is it's like that's just normal and like can it just be that and again like I'm for like normalizing some shit on social media but like equally it's like I like we need to open up our capacity to be like, yeah, it's, it's just social media. Like it, it is just social media. It's not the fucking, like it's not anything else other than a an, an, an platform that allows you to connect to other humans and, and make it business. And for me, it's like purely business. Like I, I utilize it just for business. And I was on a run yesterday. It's funny. I'm going down a running journey and I was just like, I just had the best weekend of just like living my life. And I thought to myself, something's coming up my screen. I just thought to myself, like, fuck, I hope people live their life off social media. Like, I hope that, like, you just create a life that you love and that, like, social media can be so consuming. And it's like, I just hope that you're out there living your best life, like, for everyone. And, yeah, social media for me is just business. Like it's a way to connect with my clients, my audience, spread a message and and do what I need to do. And other than that, I'm like literally living my fucking best life. Yeah, I love that. I love that yeah. so much. Um, Something that, and I know you've been going on a running journey and I know Jesse runs and this actually ties into something that I also wanted to ask you about, which is I noticed that you do talk a lot about your environment and how your environment matters, right? And I've been up to your hometown I've met some of the people that you surround yourself with with, and they're pretty rad fucking humans um how have you navigated like cleaning up your environment like the people around you and like what challenges have you faced within Mm. that because I know this is something you've cleaned up a lot and yeah 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 to be honest it's 
So it's an interesting conversation. And I would say it's less about cleaning up my environment. It's more about um, pulling people or like, it's like, how do I articulate this in the best way? It's like less about like cleaning up my environment. Don't get me wrong. Like I've had less, my circles got smaller, but it's more about like, the people that are in my circle and always have been, it's about actually like just going deeper with them and having the conversations that I want to have for them. So for example, my boxing coach is a pro athlete and he's fucking incredible. Like he, his mindset's unreal and his story's unreal. And there was a point like he's, he's a bloke, like he's a bloke living his life. Like, like there's nothing else to that. Like he drinks parties, like all the different things. And it was this point where I could only see that version of him. And I and one day I, I said to myself, well, what if I asked him the same questions that I would ask my partner or someone else? And I and as soon as I sh- I took responsibility and was like, well, I'm entertaining conversation. I'm laughing because hey, it's funny, and maybe I don't want to have those conversations. But it's like, what if I just shifted the conversation a little bit, and boom, like our our friendship, our connection, everything just grew. So I think for me, my environment is incredible, and I. I think that I just, again, it's that part where I see like the best in people, you know, like my brothers, they're, they're in my close circle. Like I would consider them like friends, but again, they're tradies. Like they're fucking like they're blokes. Like they're just dudes um, doing dude things. But when you like ask them questions, you're like, wow, that's a cool perspective. Or like, wow, that's different. Or like, wow. And it's at that part where for me, I just, I don't like, I don't want to say I get what I want out of people because that sounds fucked up, but it's like that part of like, so I want to connect deeper with humans. That's me. It's not anyone else. Like they don't want to do that. I want to do that. So that's my responsibility. It's not theirs. Is that part where people go on the journey of self development Like no one's as deep as me and like da, 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 da. And like, yeah, but they don't want depth. You do. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Like if you want depth, go, go there. Like, and it takes time. Don't get me wrong. Like, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, shut the fuck up. But like, it's like, I ask and I ask and I ask. And now it's like normalized that my brother's a skater. He's like competes high, like in skating. And I'll ask him things like, oh, how, what were you thinking in your race yesterday? Like, he's going 100 fucking kilometers on a skateboard. He's got to okay. be thinking about something. And I want to know. It's like, I could just do the, oh, yeah, like, oh, good work, Decky. Like, that's cool. Or Mm-hmm. You know, or I could ask him about his mindset because I'm the one that's into mindset, like, and he can articulate it and find his own words. So I think for me, it it was more of like, I think I just took responsibility with my close knit that I wanted more. So then I took it to places that, and and that that was a process. It wasn't like I asked them all these questions and they they did all the things. It was a process because like they've never been asked a question before, and again they're human beings like they don't know these words they're still trying to figure it out themselves like when I asked him like he was like oh what was I thinking and it's like he's trying to articulate it too he doesn't do this work so I guess like um I have navigated like kind of like my circle has gotten smaller but I guess it's just that cliche thing where like the people that you do have, it's like I could have a conversation with you, Mel, now, and I would feel fulfilled for like 
fucking seven business days. Like I, I could go mute for the next seven days and I would still be like, that was such a good conversation. You know, like, it's like, I'm not like, it's never, it's that part where like, when I'm, I always get reflected back that I'm a very present human. And I think that's why when I have a conversation with someone, I feel so fulfilled mm-hmm. and I feel so like, oh, like that was so good. And my heart is touched. And now I can like go on about my life and my day. So I think that like navigating dynamic shifts was more about me taking responsibility about what I wanted and then co-creating that with people. And don't get me wrong, people, like I have had um, people separate themselves from me and vice versa, but that's just, uh, that's just like normal. Like, I think we, it wasn't like a thing. I think that we just like grew apart. And there are people that like, yeah, maybe I did do a lot of partying with, and I still love them. And when I see them, I add like, what's up? What's doing? Like, how are you? But it's, I'm not like, oh, like we're not friends. Like, do you know that weird thing where it's like, yeah. 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 And so it's like more for you, what I hear is like, rather than working on cleaning up your environment, mm. you've actually utilized your environment and and been more intentional with the people yeah. in your environment, which is so fucking cool because and I've had this conversation previously on previous podcasts about Sean that I had this real projection that because he doesn't do coaching and mindset, mm. work, he's not a deep human or mm. he's emotionally intelligent, which is so fucking wrong. And once I, I actually put that intention and energy into opening those conversations up, even now, like he's just started motorbike riding and racing and mm. getting out of his comfort zone and he's doing things and putting himself in places or positions or rooms where I would even be like, fuck, that's an edge. So mm. to project that he doesn't, uh, I guess, meet me where I'm at or expand me was just so wrong, but you have to be able to be open to seeing it. And I love that you brought that up because it's it's not a, not just about going through and going, you're not deep, clean you mm-hmm. up, out you go, because that's not the vibe. And like, I felt that, you know, like you're not deep and like da, da, da. And I think I just had a moment where I was like, well, what if I took responsibility for that person not being deep? Like there was once upon a time I wasn't deep. Mm. Like, would I fucking like it if friends that were like, maybe had more articulation? Cause like, what even is deep? Like a well-articulated person, someone who just like, like, I don't even know, like, what even is that? So it's like that part where I was like, I just sat back and I was like, well, what if I took responsibility here? What would that look like? And I was like, okay (laughs) like you know like I'm the one that wants depth and even with Sean like I bet that he he doesn't probably have the best articulation for certain things and maybe he does because he's a business owner but like he does the thing like he he's got it he just doesn't know how to put it into words and like if you just observed his movements and and you like learned from just by him doing you would learn so fucking much like that's how I see like the people in my life like Jesse is such an incredible, my partner, Jesse, he's such an incredible human. Like, again, he's kind of just like fucking peaked and he's not a big communicator. Like he doesn't have all the words and the articulation and, and he's learning, like he says, like he's continually working on his communication. But if I just like shut the fuck up and just observed him for a hot second, I'd learn so much, like so fucking much. Like if I just like actually shut up and just watched him, move and make decisions and and how he navigates himself out of a problem or how he navigates himself and I, I just like actually observed yeah I would learn so much and I think that's what I'm I like love my environment I speak so highly of my environment 
because I learned to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I learned to just like watch these humans do incredible things and let that be not enough, but like enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that curiosity piece, right? Of like, as soon as we we shut off our curiosity to learning something about someone or or you know taking inspiration or whatever it may be as soon as we stop and we shut off that curiosity we really stop growing and you know when we look at depth and like you just said what even is depth well to me depth is someone someone who is deep is someone who is willing to just be stripped of their ego and needing to make yeah. an image and just be fully seen and it's like for me depth is like pure transparency yeah right but we've got to be open to seeing that yeah 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 and I think that yeah yeah that's a really cool way to put it in in words and yeah and it's like so many people probably have so much depth but you're you're not willing to see them past their like you know whatever they portray themselves like even when you say that I'm like yeah like my my brothers and my partner and just like the people in my life like they have no ego it's like I'm willing to actually be a beginner and and be seen as x y and z and they're so happy to do that which is just like yeah it's so inspiring honestly it's cool yeah I love this now something else I want to ask because let's talk business for two seconds because I know you're a bloody amazing business woman as much as you're an extraordinaire and building a little like you are a, an amazing, you you do business coaching as well. And your business, like I said before, I've been one of your clients from when you were face-to-face PTing. Mm-hmm. Um, those who don't know you are obviously PTing before um, online coaching. Your growth to me, I look at it and I think it is, let's be honest, it's the 1%, right? Your growth has been insane. It's been fast, but it hasn't necessarily come easily right you fucking worked you've worked for it like and let's be honest and I know that when it comes to sometimes people who put in a lot of work and they do more than the average a Mm. lot of people don't like that because it makes them feel like oh well I'm not doing enough Mm. David Goggins says this all the time a lot of people didn't like him because he was doing more than he had to and it made people feel like they weren't doing enough what I want to know with you is what do you actually think, honestly, that the catalyst for your growth mm. being? Yeah. Yeah. I think like I it's like I'm the one percent because I did the one percent. Yeah. Like, period. Like you remember me, Mel. I was running to your fucking session, puffing, and I was just fucking working my fucking ass off. Like it's crazy and I and I've shared this in um courses before only recently where I like if you guys knew what went into how hard I worked like it was it was fucking incredible like and still to this day like I I look at some of the things that I used to do but I would say like the biggest catalyst like if we're gonna be really specific so I could go on like fucking eight tangents <laughs> the biggest catalyst to my growth and why I've had the success that I have had is I'm willing I, I'm not afraid of working if mm-hmm. anything I, I'm I'm like I love <laughs> it's funny I, I said this to a client this morning I love a rocky story I love a she fucking went from the trenches or he went from the trenches to like on top of the world. And I know that what comes with that is a lot of hard work. Um, And I would say just like as well, I'm like 
whilst like I'm not I'm very like I'm very humble in a way that's not like tall poppy syndrome but it's like I'm willing to fucking meet myself where I'm at all the time um every single day so I would say um yeah what's been a huge catalyst to my growth is just doing the 1% that no one's wanting to do because they want to see results. And for me, it's like when I was growing my online business, I was still a PT until I was making fucking fantastic money. I was still PTing because I was like, like, it's not over yet. Like, you know, there's still so much work for me to do. I'm still so like, I'm still growing a business. I still think I'm in the early stages. So yeah, it's like that 1% that you're not looking at, I looked at and still am. And, you know, when I say I'm doing the 1% and I could ask anyone listening, like, what's the 1% you keep fucking missing? You'll know it straight away. It's like, ding. Mm, Yeah, I love that so much. And I I think that there was this whole thing in the coaching industry. Let's just go there for a second of, oh, like, nobody wants a coach that, like, is, you know, burnt out. And it's, like, about (laughs) energy management, though. Like, you're doing the hard work, but Mm. you're not burning yourself to the ground because you're looking after yourself in other areas. And that's a conversation that I never, and I still to this day, I fucking hate the, and I get it, it gets to be easy, but you're missing that it gets to be easy. You, you've you missed, you're just looking at the word easy. Mm. Like it gets to be easy, gets to be. Like people say like that sentence of like, it gets to be this fucking easy. And it's like, oh, so it's easy. Okay, cool. Let me just fucking do nothing yeah. and expect the results. And for me, I never, ever, ever, ever subscribed to that um, that conversation where it was like, um, like I was always someone from the get-go that was like, I actually, I'm not afraid to say I work fucking hard. I'm not afraid to say that like I push myself. I'm not afraid to say that I'm not afraid to work at nighttime. I'm not afraid to do any of these things. Like I'm actually not. And now everyone's penduluming back into, oh shit, I have to work. Oh shit. I do have to have, oh, fucking shit. Like, and for me, it's like, yeah, I work fucking hard, but it's like work hard, play hard, right? It's like I recover hard. My nutrition's on point. Like I look after myself so well. Like it's all the different things and and contributing factors. But I also love working hard. Like I love it. And not to the extent where it's like, let's not get into the, I'm not working hard to the point where I'm fucking trying to gain like self-approval. Like I'm not there. (laughs) I'm not doing that. And to be honest, like, let's go down the route of like, if <laughs> this is a conversation I can't fucking deal with the hustle culture thing. It's like hustle culture is not, is absolutely not chasing your dream life, your dream life. So you're telling me hustle culture is creating a dream life for myself. Like, where does that even coexist? Oh, like, I want to create my dream life, my dream. Like we keep saying dream life, dream clients, dream this, dream that. Oh, but don't do it too much because you're going to burn it. How? It's my fucking dream. It's everything I've ever wanted. So where where does that coexist? Like how does that actually, trust me, I know what hustling is and hustle culture is. It's like I fucking work 12 hour days in a gym, split shifts, work to the cafe because like, you know, all the different things like, you know, your husband, like how hard does he work? Like, and not to discredit a lot of people, but it's like, I fucking watch people on a job site, break their fucking back to that's hustle culture. That is like, you're not chasing, like you have, it's like, I look at people like my brothers. I'm like, you guys have so much potential. You're so intelligent yet. 
you don't like you don't see anything past that and that makes me sad that's fucking hustle culture that's like I'm mm. just working to work and I don't like I'm not chasing my dream like I'm not actually really happy but for me I'm happy how can I say that I'm I'm, a, I'm contributing to hustle culture like it's fuck I hate I hate that conversation so I think for me I don't know how I got here but I would say like yeah I'm not afraid of hard work and um I actually I love it it's, it's again it's my dream job <laughs> yeah I actually, and it's like I'm obsessed with my job I'm obsessed with my clients like it's like that part like I'm obsessed with my boyfriend too like yeah. it's like oh but when you're obsessed with your boyfriend that's okay oh my yeah. god you guys are so in love you have a dream relationship I'm obsessed with my business oh that's wrong that's too much that's I'm like yeah where? How, how dare you fucking box a clients from the beach and <laughs> you know, sip lattes while you're creating a course and in a creative flow, like how fucking awful, like. <laughs> that's that's too much. You're, you're consuming. And like, I get, like, and it's that part of like, I said I was obsessed with my my partner. I didn't say that I was um fu- not able to function without him. And if we want to go down that route, it's like, yeah, I'm obsessed with my business, but I'll survive without it. I'm obsessed with my partner. I'll survive without it. And like, I want you to be obsessed. I don't want you to be consumed, obsessed and consumed are two different fucking words where it's like when people say, I'm like, I want you to be obsessed with your business. They automatically think I want, like, it's that low, they go to the, the shittest assumption. Also, you're telling me you want my whole life to be my business. And did, did I say that? I didn't say that I said I want you to be obsessed with it just like I want you to be obsessed with your best friends just like I want you to be obsessed with your partner and your kids and your training regimen like I want you to be obsessed with everything I didn't say consumed I said obsessed I said in love I said like I want you I want it to give you life and I think that people just go to the lowest and it's again it's that generous assumption it's like people go to the lowest one straight away like the lowest frequency of obsession is consumption like overly and I'm like no but the highest frequency is choice mm, you know yeah, so yeah yeah I think that like um I don't know what was the question and, well I think I think the question's answered but I think it's like important as well to people I think they don't realize I think honestly what people think is when they come into work with a business coach that you're going to make them do everything the way you do it and yeah their business doesn't have to look anything like yours. You're you're literally yeah. helping them work through the blocks. You're helping them love their business again, like all of those things that you do. It doesn't mean just because I run my business this way, I sell in this way that you have to do that. And mm. and that's why people get it twisted because they might look and go, oh, I don't I, I don't want to sell in that way, or I don't. We'll find a fucking way to sell that feels good for you or that and you know what it's not even the feel good thing because sometimes it doesn't feel good it's going to be uncomfortable yeah yeah we can only ever do what feels good otherwise then we're just going to be comfortable motherfuckers that are bored as shit yeah and I think that yeah you're right it's like people or because it's it's just like you like expand your mind right it's it's the same with like a tradie husband or a tradie friend it's like expand 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 see what you want like do you know what I mean it's like find a business that you're obsessed with that you love that's giving you life I'm not me I don't fucking I don't care like it's giving you it's like I want you to be obsessed with is your relationship gonna look like mine no that's why I said I want you to be obsessed with your relationship I want you to be obsessed with your business whatever that looks like for you is is on you but like you got to be honest at the end of the day and like I don't think people are willing to be honest with themselves of, of like 
and 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 their limits as well like fuck I I just don't think people are willing to be like like even today an example I was boxing with my um coach and I my legs are fucked honestly they're so sore because I've been running and I've been bike riding like my partners I've been training with my partner like my legs are getting so many k's underneath them like they're so sore and I was like laying down I was like oh my god like my legs and I was just like fuck this just shows me like my legs need more conditioning like and and that was it I was like I'm willing to admit my legs are not strong enough to be able to to do the amount of the 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 workload that I'm doing right now is like I'm bike riding with my partner because he's training so much. I've decided to be a runner too and go down that route, and I'm boxing and I'm I'm terrified to lose my ass. So then I'm like I'm I'm lifting weights even more because I'm like if I lose my ass, that's fucked. I don't want to do that. I don't want to run if, if the consequence to that is. So I'm like, okay, cool. If you don't want to lose your ass, you've got to fucking you got to be training. You got to be still doing your weight. So like my legs are copying a beating right now. And I was just like to him, like, I'm, I'm okay to be like, they're not strong enough. Like, you know, and I'm someone who considers myself a pretty hard worker yet. I'm happily to admit they're not strong enough. They, they don't have the conditioning and that's okay. I'm fine with that. So it's like that part where people are not willing to like meet themselves where they're at and be honest with themselves as well, especially in business. Like, what is it that you want? Like truly, like yeah. truly, truly, you know, yeah, not what you think you should want as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. Now you're you're going to laugh, but this has been spoken about on multiple podcasts that I've heard about you. But this is, oh, multiple the clean car thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> everyone fucking hates it. The clean car thing. I'm here to say let's talk about it right because I have heard the sides of like that doesn't but I think people are missing the point the point you're missing the point do you want to go there very you don't have to go deep into it but like give it to me the clean clean car car. so it's a conversation and people just like fucking hate it and I think that again it calls people forward but basically the the analogy is like if you're so you're telling me you want a multi six figure business yet you can't even take on the responsibility of keeping your fucking car clean. And in that, okay, you've just paid 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100K for this car. It, give, it gives you freedom. Has anyone had not had a car when your car's at the mechanic? It fucking sucks. When you don't have a car, your car's broken down. It sucks right so this car gives you freedom you've invested so much money into it it gets you from a to b you spend majority of your time in there yet keeping that car clean is too much of a hassle too big of a responsibility Mm. or and you also want a multi seven figure business yeah cool okay nice where do you think that's going to come from you know and it's that part of like what i say to my clients is like there is so much in business there is so much consistency that you have to learn there is so much responsibility that you have to learn. There is so much like just like work that you have to learn. And the the process of taking on the consistency of keeping your car clean is going to teach you something that's going to help you in your business. It's not the actual car. I don't care about your car, whether it's clean or not. It's the the continuous effort to make sure that this car is looked after is going to be the same wisdom. And this is what I mean where I believe that like 
wisdom is earned, right? And the reason why I have the success that I have is because I've created my own wisdom. I, I talk from like my, my own experiences. So it's that part of like, okay, so I don't want you to regurgitate the next piece of consistency wisdom that fucking Tony Robbins does. I want you to create your own. How are you going to do that? Learn consistency and pull out the lessons from it. So learn how to keep your car clean and pull out the lessons from that to integrate into your business. And people have like, this thing where they want to integrate consistency into their business. I'm like, don't do that. Do your life first. And I think that's why, again, for me, I've had the success that I have because it's the 1%. I didn't decide. So for me, when I learned how to be consistent, I didn't go, let me just put that into my business straight away. It's why people loop all the time. They be consistent, they're not consistent. They be consistent, they're not consistent. It's because they're trying to integrate it into their business when there's money coming in, there's clients relying on them, there's like all this pressure. So it's like spotlight, spotlight, spotlight versus for me, I said to myself, okay, cool. Well, in order for me to learn consistency, I'm going to become a consistent human, Mm. period. So that deserves like my car, my room, my bed, my gym, like I keep my fucking gym clean. Like you'll never see my gym dirty. It's like these little things in my, I decided to become a consistent human. And the best analogy is your car. Like you spend so much time in your car. It gives you so much. Yeah. You're not willing to keep that thing clean, like tidy at least. Like take that jumper out in your boot that's been sitting there. And every time you go to wear it, you're like, fuck, it's in the boot. Fuck, I'll just put a different jumper. Like, you know, you want to wear that jumper. Just take it out of the boot. Like it's like, those one percenters, right? It's like the car, the cup holder, like keep that tidy and keep that clean. You're going to learn so much. Like, I don't think that people see the bigger picture and the wisdom that I want you to see in that. It's like when I say to a client, like when I used to people teach people in the gym, it's like, I don't care if you go to the gym and you hit a hundred kilo squat or you just get on the treadmill. It's going to the gym repetitively that you're going to learn the habit of doing something consistently consistently that's boring right because business is pretty boring sometimes like it's not always fun it's not always exciting it's a lot of repetition it's a lot of shit that you don't want to do but you you need to do over and over and over and over again okay well what else resembles that your fucking car (laughs) like do you know what I mean it's like it continually gets dirty you continually have to clean it continue to get dirty like in business is that same thing so I think that like how you treat your car is how you treat yourself at the end of the day um and there is a lot of wisdom that someone can learn from that and it's like naturally when you start cleaning up your environment you start that pattern just starts to really flood out into different areas so it's like okay now your car's really clean your bedroom all of a sudden becomes really clean your gym your your gym bag your house like and then it's like oh they're my business you know and this is that part where it's like work on the human first and the business and then that's when it becomes like your business is just an extension of who you are okay so you you're inconsistent in your business you're probably inconsistent in your life too cool good way place to start your car yeah yeah you know yeah, and it's that nitty gritty shit that like we don't. It's it's good to do, to look at the fun stuff like creating this and creating that, or you know, going on this holiday or doing this, or but we don't want to look at the nitty gritty shit a lot of the time. And that's the one percent that we were talking about before that you fucking always just made sure that you focused on that stuff. That is the nitty gritty shit, mm. right? It's the nitty gritty the stuff that it's like oh, I, I could easily avoid that and no one would know no one would know how, but how do I feel and, and where is that setting me up so I love 
this conversation and I think people just hear that analogy they hear what they want to hear so yeah, they don't yeah. have to see their shit and yeah. they go they go oh she's saying that if you don't have a clean car you don't deserve money or you're not going to be it's not that's not the point the point is the lesson in 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 nailing the nitty-gritty stuff which is quite fitting because you've actually got a program called the grit project which is like i've done the first round when it was called nitty-gritty and it was life like it was life-changing but it's the stuff that you go like even being sold a program like that you go yeah like I don't need to do that like you'd rather buy the program that is going to you know teach you how to bloody I don't even know sell or do this fun extravagant stuff nobody really wants to hear that they have to clean their car but like that's probably what you fucking need to do and this is the part where like I I'm 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 a realist right I'm like yeah I could fucking give you this amazing thing but like, I want you to live an extraordinary life, you know? And at the end of the day, that comes with doing the nitty gritty things. And like, yeah, I'm like, I I get a, a couple lot where it's like, but you're not seeing it again. It's the lowest level of interpretation where it's like, you're not willing to drop your ego. You're not even willing to see, like, you're not even willing to like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just an example of a lesson, a bigger lesson, really. Yeah. And I wanted to clear that up because I laugh every time I hear the conversation about it, whether it's on Instagram and it's spreading far and wide. So that's, that's. Well, that's what I mean. And here's that part where it's like, (laughs) it pisses people off, which makes me love it even more. I'm like, well, (laughs) fuck, I'm going to hound it. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't like, and again, it's like people aren't willing to see the, the bigger picture and it's like, okay, cool. Like, that's a mirror for it's that's a mirror in itself but like whatever like let's not go there yeah but let's give it a go like fucking try it if you're triggered by that give it a go yeah yeah and like every I'm telling you now every single one of my clients they will start cleaning their car I guarantee you hand on my fucking heart every single one of my clients they'll be like it'll get like six weeks into the container and they'll send me a VM and they'll be like this is a really fucking random VM, but like, I fucking get it. My car's clean and I fucking get it. And I'm like, see, I fucking like, I'm like, you just gave it a go. You just were consistent. And like, you're, you're noticing like what actually consistency is. It's like, what it is at core. It's like a lot of tedious things, a lot of like a little bit more effort. Like, yeah, it's a little bit more effort to get your jumpers out of the back seat. Yeah, it's a little bit more effort to like tidy up, get your shoes out of the back seat. Yeah, it's a little bit more effort, but like that little bit more effort is what you need in business. It's what you need in in creation processes. It's what you need in masterclasses. Like that little bit more effort is what takes you from the average Joe to someone who's just like fucking killing it. And like that's what I want you to learn. And like that little bit more. You like there's a little bit more there. And it's it sucks and it's annoying and it's like. Ugh, like I don't have to do it and no one's gonna know but you're gonna know yeah and 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 that's that feeling of like you know when your car's a fucking a mess and someone gets in your car like I've had this analogy for a really long time like my best friend she used to treat her car like shit right and I used to get in her car and she'd be like don't say it don't say it. and it's like you already know your car's dirty so you know your business is like, like a bit messy behind the scenes you already know because if I was to go and have a look You'd be like, oh, let me tidy things up to make it look good. Okay, that's a fucking problem. That's a problem. Like, that, that's not okay. Like, if that's what your business looks like, 
oh, that's that's actually like that's not a functioning, a very like functioning, healthy nervous system business. Like if I'm getting in your car and before I get in there, you're trying to tidy things up, that tells me you know right? But you're not doing it. And and you also just want to present yourself as someone with a clean car versus like, again, the social media thing, like you're presenting yourself to be and it's like, there's yeah. so much, there's yeah. so much there, but like, whatever. Yeah. And it's not about the car. It's about embodying consistency. Yeah. I love like, that. I love it. Yeah. I want to peel back a little bit and I want to like get a, like, I, not that you haven't been vulnerable, but I want to, I'm going to peel you back a little bit yeah. and get you being a little bit vulnerable. Shadow work is something that's very, very prominent in your life, your business, you teach it, you do it, all of those things. Mm-hmm. What is one of, or ha- the biggest shadow that you've had to work through in life or business today? Okay. The first thing that one pops up um is oh it's funny because it like completely contradicts my whole brand is um yeah I'm gonna go with that one. I would say like my cheetah shadow in a sense of like I wanted and this is a thing where it's like I preach vigilance because I was someone who tried to cut so many corners like cheater in a sense of like I wanted to cheat my way to the top I wanted to and it's like little things where I was like I used to be someone who cut corners because like I was afraid of going the full way like just like little things and even in relationships and and with men and things like that it's like I wasn't willing to go all the way like with people. So I would say like one of the most confronting things I had to see was like how much I, and when I was honest with myself, like how much I wanted to just like cut corners, Mm. you know, and like uh, cheat, like cheat, like actually fucking cheat in every area, like cheat my way to the top, cheat my way in, in relationships, cheat, 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 like it's everywhere. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think that for me, um, that's why I preach things like vigilance and attention to detail and stuff like that. Cause I know what really transcending that did for me um, and my life and my business and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I would say like, that was probably like one of the biggest things. Um, and even just like how, and in relationships, like how much I was afraid to open my heart to someone in the sense of like, I could potentially be seeing five guys at once hypothetically, but that was beneficial for me because like that protected my heart. And that's something like, again, it was like cheating. Like I just didn't want to go all the way in. I was afraid to go all the way in. Um, So yeah, that was fucking, that, that one hit me like a brick, you know, it was like, fuck, that's, that sucks. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. uh, And I think, yeah that's so cool that you could see that and that you were willing to Mm. go that go that deep yeah I would say that one and what else someone one of the biggest like oh and my competitive again it's it's the same texture I'm a competitive bitch um and how much I was still competing um and how much I was benefiting from competing um 
especially in the industry of coaching, to the point where um, competing with women actually propelled me forward and made me move. So it was like so much of my movement was based on other people's movement. And um, I actually, so letting go of it was like I actually had to learn internal, and this is, again, internal discipline, internal movement, internal grit, where it was like, let's say hypothetically Mel posted her mastermind, I would be like, oh, yep, just post mine. Like it was like so much of my movement was external, 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 external. So I was like that part of like letting go of like competitive uh, behaviors in business actually like fucking rocked me when I kept seeing it. I was like I kept meeting the part in me that was like wanted to compete or like wanted to even in friendships like one of the best things that I did for my friendship with my best friend was I stopped competing like honestly it was fucked it was like I always had to be the superior one I always had to win I always had to do x y and z and again it always comes from wounds like you want to win because you actually feel like you're not winning and all the and all the things so I think like really addressing the fact that I was deeply 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 rooted and, and running from a space of not enoughness, which is why I always had to play the superior card. Um, and again, bring cheating into that as well. It's like, I always, it just comes from wounds when you peel it back. Um, so I would say that, yeah, competition, big one. And it, even now it's like, I don't think, I don't see competition as a bad thing. I actually see it as a very good thing. I think that if you have a competitive side to you, go you, you're actually going to make it really far. But I think that you need to channel it in a way that's actually beneficial and not actually hindering you. So in business, it was a hindrance because I would be, um, if Mel, if hypothetically you got 10 people and I got 11, I was happy and I was satisfied. Where it's like, why, why is Mel my benchmark? Like, yeah. you know, like, Oprah should be my benchmark or something like that, like Tony fucking Robbins or someone just doing incredible things. So it was like, it was actually a limitation. Um, So like even now, like I love competition, but I'll do it with like my brothers and like, you know, my best friend in, in, in a way that like we'll go for a run and she'll, she'll do 10K and I'm like, oh, fuck you, I'm going to do 10K. Like just in a way that feels really clean and have, like we joke about it, but it's not like this like unconscious and like it actually feels like, yucky you know what I mean so I would say yeah that competing and I think that a lot of people in the coaching industry are still competing they're just too afraid to admit it um because like my success or let's just use me as the mirror if my success makes you need to grab something else so post a sale talk shit about me to your partner or like fucking um talk shit about someone else or um post something in in to gain your power back that means you're competing with me and that's actually limiting you because for as long as you compete with me you never see that um you're a fucking mad bitch too and you have your own legacy to create and things like that so I would say like yeah and it's like I always say to my clients it takes a liar to know a lie it takes a competitor to know a competitor so it's like once you fucking really see some of your own shit and it's like painful you can see it from a fucking mile away and at the end of the day women are so intelligent like oh like i i don't know how people think that they can get away with lying especially to women it's like we're so intelligent i don't yeah. get it how like when i once when i came to the realization of like girls 
are incredible. Like I love women now. I used to hate women, but I love women. Like we're so smart and we think that like as coaches we can get away with or oh, a fib here and now. When was it, when your partner fibs, do you know straight away? Okay, well, cool. That's what every single other woman knows when they're watching you on social media. They think the same thing. It's like that part of like, takes a lie to know. It takes fake tits to know fake tits. Like you see a chick walking, well, like, yep, fake tits, BBL. Like you just know, we're just smart. Like we just have this sixth sense. And it's like, for me, it's like, it takes a competitor to know a competitor. So it's like, it's unfortunate that I, that like so many people are still playing in that frequency because again for me just come from wounds and it it sucks like it fucking it's not a nice feeling like at all to like constantly feel like you're like competing yeah it's not nice and it's interesting too like you just said before about the cheetah shadow that you know there was an element of protecting your heart it's like the competition shadow created space between friendships because you yeah protect turn protects your heart so it's the the same patterns right different shadow you know, just being expressed in different ways. So it served you in so many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, that's the thing where it's, like, last year for me was really about, and and my mentor reflected this back to me. She's like, I really saw you open your heart because, like, my heart was just, like, so closed. And, uh, you know, this Mel, it's, like, I can, like, I'm someone who, like, will protect my heart of anything because it's been fucking shattered. So yeah once I like and it feels really nice to be in a place where it's like it doesn't feel like it needs protection anymore like I'm I'm actually like I said to my girlfriends a few weeks ago I actually it's fucked it sounds so fucked to say out loud but it's like I finally actually think I feel the feelings of happy and fulfilled like I actually feel like I finally after 25 years of living feel like I've stopped being a reactive cunt I was like wow nice that's cool you know, like I, I just like, yeah, I feel happy for the, like, like happy, happy. Like, you know, like yeah. I don't know how to explain it other than like genuine happy because like I feel like I've actually let my heart just be open and not do the lean in, lean out, like open my heart, close it back up, open it up, close it back up. It's like I'm just willing to, and it's hard. It takes it was a process and don't get me wrong. Do I think I will close my heart off in the future? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not ignorant to the fact that, it could happen and I will be hurt and my heart will want to close. But like, I'm at a place now where it's like my heart finally feels open. Yeah. And it's hard, hey, to like, after a a period of like such immense pain, Mm. it's a natural instinct to protect your heart. And, you know, you can see that for a long time and and still struggle to integrate it because it's Mm. like pain. Yeah go away you just yeah. kind of learn to push past it and and open up to vulnerability again so I love that and and I guess your in-person events I do want to touch on them because I've been to two of them that I feel is really where and I've had friends come and they've said this as well just like you not fully feel someone's heart online but when you're in a room and and I'll just say you hold a room so fucking well like power meets heart and it's just something to witness and every fucking person that's ever been to dangerous woman has said the same thing when we've reflected that like witnessing you in your power yet equally and this is the duality piece opening your heart you're like 
it's it's something that's felt you don't there's no words do you feel that your in-person events have helped you open up your heart and how are they good yeah 100 percent um and that's that's kind of like a big blind spot that I come into it's like probably everyone it's like one of those things where everyone else can see it but you don't see it where I feel like for me, I actually utilize my business to heal and grieve a lot. And actually, like, it was actually a huge um, contributor as to why I actually healed so much was because of my business. Um, and people can say that's wrong and blah, 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 blah but like, whatever. Um, yeah, I would say those events, like, and even just like my relationship to women as well. I think that, um, yeah, those events just fucking crack me open. Hey, and I just... I just don't have words for them. Like I just don't. And it's it's just like a place where I let myself actually be seen. Um and like anyone who's ever come had knows that to be true, where it's like I'll 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 be the biggest cryer. <laughs> yeah. I'll cry the most out of everyone. And it's like, cause I'm just like fully leading with my heart. And um yeah. yeah. I would say, yeah, it's definitely been a massive, 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 massive contributor to like healing yeah and and you can't hide in a room you know like you can hide online you can hide on social media even a master class you can hide and you can guard but in that room it it all gets dropped and and it's a collective thing right it's not it's not one person and it's not this Mm. person even the strongest of people who I've seen walk into that room and I've seen them on social media beforehand and I'm thinking there's no fucking way they're going to drop, you know? And when I say drop, I mean like drop their ego, the guard around their heart. And I've walked out of that room thinking a completely different thing about them. And it's Mm -hmm. so interesting because I wish more people would get into physical rooms. And and I know this is something where your mentor had said to you previously, maybe that maybe you don't do them anymore. They're not scalable. And from a scalability piece and you, you went with what you knew in your heart was true to mm. you and your business and you kept them mm. like how fucking cool that you did. And yeah. you know, you wouldn't be changing all these people's lives and it's probably not even about the money for you, those in-person events. I mean, mm. your whole business isn't even your whole business is about legacy and impact. Mm. You know, you also get to make fucking bank while you do it. Mm. But these in-person events, they just, I wish everyone could experience them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like five hours. What is it? Five or six hours. Like it's, it's a cooker. It's like, you're going to crack <laughs> at some point you're going to crack. And um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I don't know, those events for me is like, I see people, whether it's clients or other people, they come in and they're just like so closed off and they're so scared and like, and then they're the ones leaving the place like uh, like so happy and so fulfilled and content and like I just I, I could never let it go like I could never I don't think I would ever stop and I I saw I think I've told you this in private Mel where it's like I saw a psychic one time she's like you're gonna be doing events until you can't do events anymore like she's like you're gonna be coaching grandmas and I was like yeah I fucking I really do feel that like in my core because like yeah it's like when when people say they're not scalable I'm like yeah and like you know like that for me it's like it does that doesn't matter at the end of the day it's like if you were just in that room you would know what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say and do and like why I don't want to 
yeah, I let him out of my business. It's, it's, it's crazy. In person is so healing, like so fucking healing. Yeah. And I think it's been healing for me. And I think that's why, again, it comes back to the 1%. It's like, I, I will get reflected back. I'm a better coach in person than I am online or things like that. And like that for me feels really cool because most it's the opposite. It's like online, they're X, Y, and Z and they're like, da, 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 da. Versus like for me, I've really worked on who I am as a human, which then translates to who I am online and et cetera, et cetera. Mm, I love that so much. And and you've got an event coming up. Is that sold out yet? Or is there still a few tickets available? There's a few tickets. I think we're at like, so 30's the max. Like 30's like fucking, it's it's really pushing in that room where people start crawling on the top of each other on, on the D floor. Um, I think there's like, I would say there's like seven tickets left, like five to seven. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know we've, we're like, I think we've got like 25. Um, and it's on July 2nd, I believe, on a Sunday. I think it's the first Sunday of July. Um, yeah, 7 a.m. to 12 to 1.30, like whichever just kind of goes. And we've changed the event heaps, Mel. Like you would know, like you've kind of seen the – we've changed it massively, which means like – this one as well, like last time we made a massive change, the one that you didn't come to. And then like this one's going to be like even better. And I think that's, I think it's why I love the event so much is because it's actually grown with me as a, as a thing. Like I've never, um, people expect something to be perfect straight away, which is like this event for me. I never, I never had any intention for it to, it was just like my heart. It was like my passion project. It was something that made me fall in love with coaching and, and this work all this, all the time. So it was always just like, this is just for me. Like, I just, I wish I had this, so I'm going to create it vibes, you know? And, um, every single time it's just gotten better and better and better and better. And it's like, now it's like, oh my God, like, somebody asked me the other day, like, what's the most biggest mic drop thing that you've ever done in your, in, in your life? And I was like, the dangerous woman, like to me, like that event is fucking gangster. Like truly, I, I don't have words for it. It's, it's come so far as an event and like just watching people and, and who it's attracting and, and the women that, you know, just come in. It's like, as if this is real life sort of vibes. And, and I truly believe that like, this one's going to be so good. I know that I say that about every single one, but um, yeah, I just feel like yeah, if you could just come to one in your life, you know, and I, I have like a dream, like my dream is like if I get like a mother and daughter in the same room, like <laughs> I'll, I'll retire a happy woman, just like, oh, what that could do for just humanity and I think that like what this event in itself is doing for humanity and it's funny my gene keys I did my gene keys for the first time not long ago (laughs) I'm like not really into the gene key and thing and star science I just I just am someone and um in my gene keys it says I work um I work best in large groups and um to restore humanity and I was like on trend (laughs) on trend um so yeah I just I just think that this event is doing so much. It's like slowly doing so much for like just fucking humans and women and the collective and how people just like show up in their lives and communicate to one another. Like it's so healing. Yeah. 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 It's truly 
breaking and I could get emotional and I do get emotional every time because it's like the kids, you know, like somebody think of the children, like it's breaking generational cycles and that's a fucking huge thing. And there's so many ways of breaking generational cycles, but for women, especially Mm. that room, it's like, we'll get emotional. Like I've got a daughter, you know, and I've said this to you before that you're someone I would want my daughter to, to come and learn from and be at your events and learn from you on social media and all of those things. It's like, you're a role model. You're an extraordinaire. You're building a legacy, but you're breaking and you're helping people break generational cycles. And that's fucking huge. And it's, it's so, it's something that, you know, you have women flying in from interstate and I'm going to take the title that I was the first one to commit. Yeah, yeah, interstate, And I'm like, I'm holding that title. For the rest of my first life. podcast, first interstate, babes. <laughs> I'm just taking all of your virginities and I'm <laughs> loving every minute of it. But it's like, you know, now I see my clients flying interstate mm. to come and their friends and my friends and these people's friends, Brisbane, Adelaide, like it's going to be fucking soon. Dish, you're going to have to go to Dubai. You're going to have to go to wherever to hold these events because they're going to be worldwide, like let's be honest. And that's just like, like let's just fucking sit in that fact for a minute of how huge that is. And even it's like from a business lens, it's like at the end of the day, a quality products and word of mouth is the best form of reach. Like at the end of the day, right? It's like that event sells out for me. Like how my branding's not exciting. Like I have one photo and campaign that I've used and I just repost it and I just repost. And that event is exactly what you just said. Their friends and this person, that grandma, like did it, did it, did it. And it's like, I get people walking through the door. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, this person, I come from Mel and like Mel was talking about the event. So I just thought I had to be fucking there. And like, like that for me, it's something that I hold in my heart where it's like, Again, it's the intention, like fucking just like speak, let your heart crack and just like care so deeply. If like you were to care so much about like what you actually want to do in this world. And like, I always think that on my deathbed and I, this is so fucking morbid. I think I've said this to you before. It's like, I want to be someone who tells stories and I want to be someone who has so much like I want my grandkids to want to come to the hospital because Nana's a fucking bad bitch and did did bad bitch things and that for me like motivates me so much in the sense of like just if you just let your heart crack and you just let yourself fucking care without any thought of like judgment or belonging or state like just let it crack. Let that thing just like move your eyes for a second, move from your eyes for a second. Just let your heart speak. Like, what is it that you actually want to do? And if you let that lead and if you let that be the the point of movement, you create your own legacy. And I think that for me, I never lost sight of that, like truly. And I think that obviously there's reasons as to why I never lost sight of it. But I just think like I've, I, I lead with my heart at that event, which is why it just blows up it has been blowing up because like like it just is like you know it's just it just makes sense that it's blowing up like it just doesn't I don't need to do the branding the branding is done for me I don't need to sell it it sells for me and like that may sound fucking entitled as fuck yeah it is because like at the end of the day like just like hairdressing like how does how do you get so many clients it's like oh my god like Mel is fucking da 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 and it's just like ding 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 and then like it just happens like that. And 
yeah, it, it will go worldwide and mark my fucking words. Like probably not, it's not going to be long. I've got a few clients like overseas that are like kind of together. I'm like, what if I was to get you guys to get as many girls as possible and like, let's just fucking go. And um, yeah, I just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, I can actually see myself touring and like having a document series of like the girls on tour and just like, it's like conscious women who just want to like help the world be a fucking, and it sounds so cliche. Like I just want to help the world be a better place. I just want, but it's like actually like truly. And maybe Lexi's going to be like my first mom and daughter sequence. I think so. She already like, whenever I voice message my friend, she's like, is that Tiles? Is that Dick? <laughs> who is that? And she's like, and I'm like, she's fucking listening. She's absorbing. Yeah. And but- see, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And something I was going to say as well is like with, with dangerous woman, no canvas slide, no video, nothing can, can articulate the frequency in that. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's the free, it's, yes, it's a mindset. It's a, this, it's a comfort zone, but the frequency and the collective frequency, like you and I are both very witchy and and a lot of people probably don't know that about you, but we get together. We're like, well, about all the weird things and like but energetics and frequency it's something you feel and that's the same with your heart it's mm. like your heart emits a frequency and that's something you've got to feel you know so it's like yeah no canvas slide can can even explain or describe the feeling of those in-person events and I know that dangerous woman isn't your only one you've got a retreat you've got a business um event as well yeah it's kind that. of like branched out into the dangerous CEO, which was like, again, just something that I, it was like the first time I did the dangerous one was like, oh my God, I'm birthing a child. It's like, yeah. actually, so because I feel like I'm birthing a child. It's like, I, I, I see this and I know where it's going to go. And it's like the process of it. Um, And it was, it was so cool. It's just like cool for women to, I think like, again, business can feel so heavy and doom and gloom, like, especially in, in the coaching industry where it's like, yeah you've the responsibility is you've got to be at like your best game and it's hard and it's fucking it's it's it's, sometimes it's hard like fuck me like you know you're showing up and you're helping people like I always say like I'm fucking helping I'm coaching people and that's affecting their daughters like I take that fucking seriously that's like that to me that's a big deal and I and I'm affecting mother-daughter relationships I'm affecting like like everything that's that's a big deal and I think that with that it can feel so heavy and 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 the dangerous CEO was really about like the integrity but also fun because like we we did all the mindset stuff and we like chatted and and workshops but then we went out and we just danced like we just went to a club an R&B bar and we were just like dancing and it was just fun and it was just like that competitive nature of women business women in business speaking about their offers, speaking about business, but then we're like, you know, shaking our ass on the dance floor and it just gets to be that and it just gets to be fun. And yeah, and then now the retreat, which is like going to be, it's in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks I have the the motherfucking retreat, Um, <laughs> which again, it's just going to be like so healing, like so healing. And I, and again, I'm, I'm pretty witchy and I, I know that a big chunk of that retreat, I can just feel is going to be around body, body image and stuff like I can, I could just already feel that that's going to be the texture, which is exciting. Cause like, that's a big topic. Mm. Is there still spaces available for that? 
nah, so ah! down. <laughs> nah, so sure down. There'll be more, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, there'll be more. There'll there'll definitely be more. Um, yeah, yeah, there'll be more. Like I see that retreat as well. It's like that's gonna be like on TV, yeah. guaranteed. Like if I'm not on TV, <laughs> it's because I've. I'm, something's happened to me like yeah. you know what I mean like I see that retreat being like it's like a mixture between um like something that's like super healing and, and it's going to be so educational but it's going to be like SAS like you know like it's going to be really cool and I have like really big visions for it which I'm not going to share because like obviously that's yeah. um because yeah. there's other people involved but um yeah it, it, I I see that again it's like I'm so connected to like where that's going to be long-term and how much that could like impact people. And I think the dangerous woman, like, I I wouldn't even think like, it's again, it's a frequency thing. Like if, if someone, that's the thing, if someone's actually asked me like, why don't you get a videographer? And I'm like, I don't want to, Yeah, I don't want to get one um, yeah. for that event. Like it, it would do just like a canvas flat. It would do it a disservice. Mm. Have mm. you ever watched the Conor McGregor documentary or have you ever studied, studied him? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of so, course. That I've watched it and the way that he's like, I guess you'd call it cockiness, but like yeah. he knows he's fucking great and he knows he's, you know, he knew he was going to be the champ. Like you give me that vibe of just like you fucking know that you're <laughs> and the, and I love that so much that you're able to just be like, I know I'm fucking great. I'm going to be big. I am big. Mm. Like, you know, watch this space. I love that like tenacity and just like boldness. It's so fucking inspiring. And like, please don't ever lose that. And I don't know why, like you're a strong bitch anyway, but um, I just love that so much. Now, before we wrap up, I want to, I want to know, like, obviously just, you can um, explain what's coming up for you briefly if you like, but I want to know, and the one very last question I have for you is for somebody in business right now, or even in life, if things are feeling like heavy and hard for them right now, What's one piece of advice that you would give them? Ooh, okay. If something's feeling heavy and hard for them, what would be? Um, I would say come back to your truth. Come back to your home and your body and come back to what, what you want to achieve or just be and I think that let yourself yeah I would say just like come back home to your body and just understand that you're gonna be okay and you have so much like there's so much time um and you have your whole life and for me it's something that I've really been playing with of like I have my whole life like I'm I'm fine I'm chilling and just like come back in and actively like just like come back into your family, your home, your like whoever's in your close knit, like come back to them, your people, and focus on creating a life that you love and just let business then be the next best thing. Like for me, it's like come back to your loved ones, your husband, your kids, and just have some fun. You know, like actually let yourself enjoy life a little bit. Let go of the pressure. There's a famous quote by India Vine. 
it was her dad actually where it's like you can't put a gun to a painter's head and expect art like you can't put pressure and expect art like with pressure there's nothing it coexists so if you just let go of the pressure and come back into your loved ones and I believe like for me like we're supposed to be working together we're not supposed to be doing this alone and if you just allowed yourself to lean on the people that you love and say hey you know, things are feeling pretty shit for me right now. Like, can we focus on, you know, having fun or doing some things that we enjoy? Maybe it's a shopping trip. Maybe it's just a girl's night out. Maybe it's a bonfire on the beach. Like, I don't know. But like, spend like a solid three weeks, you know, just having, living your best life or creating to which extent that you can, obviously. Um, Watching movies, like things like that. Like, I would say, yeah. If someone was struggling in business and and just like having a hard time, my advice would be come back home mm. to yourself and your loved ones and actively like create a life that you want and just like just let the business go for a sec, you know, like just put it to the side for a sec and just like focus on your life and just let your business be the byproduct of that. Yeah, I love that. That's really random. No, I love that. And it's so relevant because that's something I really had to do at the end of last year, mm. coming into the start of this year. So I can fully fucking back that statement of like, yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I believe at core, like that's what matters most, you know. That's what matters the most is like your family and your life and your kids and your husband and your relationship. Like that to me is like if that's good and I'm actively like spending time and and enjoying my life, the rest is going to follow. Like, I, I believe, like, you do good, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, you don't, like, you just uh, have that pure intent, you lead with your heart, like, it's going to come at whichever timeline it does come at. And, um, yeah, it's like, whenever I feel shit in business, the last thing I look is business. Like, I look at, like, I go to my, like, do you know, like, I'll go play volleyball with my family and, like, have some fucking fun and, light my heart back up and then just let business be the byproduct of like I know that if my heart's full I'll naturally like yeah do what I need to do love that love that so much what's next for Digi what's next okay Digi obviously I've got the dangerous woman like if you're not there obviously we've sold it for the fucking hour straight like you need to be there <laughs> um <laughs> um the dangerous woman we've got the Dangerous CEO, so for women in business specifically, um, that's on the Friday beforehand. So anyone that wants to have like a mini retreat vibe, so we put it like Friday and the Sunday so you can have create your own little retreat for a fucking tenth of the price of a normal retreat because um, we'll be spending like literally 11 hours together in total. Um, and then I have the Hustler's Ambition, which is my new masterclass. Um <laughs> coming out it's just going to like redefine and it can just like coming into what actually grit is and my perspectives and mindsets around that um and just redefining what the hustle looks like for you um which I'm really really excited for um I have the grit project which was the nitty-gritty rebranded um into the grit projects I have the grit project the naked project and the realism project so it only made sense um, which is going to be really, really incredible. I've actually got like um, a few guest speakers coming in, which is fucking like just some incredible humans that I will interview and um, kind of like a podcast format, but some like 
really, really incredible humans that I think that people would really benefit from learning from. So it's like a different texture to the the average course that starts next Tuesday on whatever date that is. Um, and then I have I have a social media course coming out called the Social Media Bootcamp. It's time to make social media your bitch. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so it's a social media course. So basically just like teaching people how I've really utilized social media to build the business and the life and, and create the legacy that I have. Um, and then really random, I'm like going back into my roots. So this year I've really come into like what I want to be known for. And at core, it's like, I, I really want to help women heal their relationship with their body and themselves and food in particular and stuff like that. So my very first masterclass that I ever run, Hungry for Pleasure, is getting redone and I'm rerunning it, which feels like nostalgic as fuck because, yeah, um, yeah it's like my baby. I, I feel like, oh, the the amount of like, nerves that I felt for that first masterclass I remember I was like pacing up and down my house for like hours I had to go for a walk I was just like so nervous so I'm redoing that um in prep for like the naked project coming out as well so hungry for pleasure is going to really teach women um about their relationship with food and sex and their body and how much they're intertwined and how much you can learn and it's the car. It's like the car analogy, like re- healing your relationship with food can heal so many things for you. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot happening. Yeah. That, and, and that's so cool. And so people can find you on Instagram. I'll actually put your Instagram in the show notes so they can find you and, you know, I will we'll release it. I was thinking maybe I'll wait till next week to release it. I'm going to release it straight away because this has been such a fucking vibe. And like this people if they actually sit in this information that we've today and the wisdom people pay you thousands of dollars for this kind of wisdom so like I feel very privileged to have you here and equally I feel very like I feel like everybody here is very very lucky to have been Mm -hmm. able to um, listen to you for the last hour and and a bit just like riffing with your wisdom (laughs) yeah and I think like if I could give someone like, if I could end this on and it's like goes back to that Conor McGregor quote where I think that, um, I said this to my clients the other day. I said, what if you actually let yourself be cocky? Hmm. Like, what if you actually just let yourself play in like, you know, Kobe Bryant knew he was fucking Kobe Bryant before he was fucking Kobe Bryant. You know, Oprah Winfrey knew she was fucking Oprah before she became fucking Oprah. You know, like Conor McGregor knew he was fucking Conor McGregor before he came Conor fucking McGregor. It's like, what if you actually just let yourself be like, I'm fucking Mel. Like I'm fucking Mel Custer. Like I'm the fucking shit. Like what if you just let yourself do that and play in that and acknowledge like how much you have done. And I believe that, no one ever like let this land like no one's ever fucking made it without disgusting amounts of self-belief no one no one you never met anyone that's gone to the top like yeah I am like just like did the thing like no one's like oh it's like I was I believed in myself and no one else did and here I am and now you're did you know what I mean it's like that part where for me I take inspiration and you know this like from a lot of people outside of the industry and when you really like look at it it's like no one makes it by not actually like disgustingly believing in themselves like to the point where people think it's 
obnoxious as fuck, but it's just radical self-belief, you know? Um, yeah. And like, I want everyone to play in that. That's like the extraordinaire. It's like that. That's It's that cool. I want everyone to believe in themselves. Like, because I, I truly think like, if I can do it, you can. Like, mm-hmm. I believe that at my core. So yeah, it's like, stop stop um second guessing your vision and where you see yourself just believe that that's actually what it's going to be like at a disgusting amount like yeah. what if you just it's like I bet your husband like most men are so cocky yeah and it's why they get like I bet your husband's like I'm the fucking shit I'm Sean like I can fucking ride a motorbike I've never fucking he's like yeah I'm gonna race and it's that part where you would be like oh my god but like you did it and he's like I'm fucking Sean I can fucking do it. And it's like that part of like, what if we, and it's, yeah. I always think like, what if we actually learn, like there's so much to learn from them. Like even my dad, he he does that very well. He's like, fucking, I'm Rocky. Like I'm the fucking man. Like his nickname's Rocky. And um, yeah, I've just like really let myself play in that frequency of like, I am going to fucking contribute to the world. And this is really random but my priest I we need to stop because I could talk all day long but my priest at my uh, at my church the wife she um like the priest's wife let this land she came over my um family home the other day and she's like I love listen to this the priest if I she's like I love watching like I love watching your journey like you're gonna be famous a superstar one day and I was like that's incredible like you know like someone who's like just like happy to see young woman like chase her dreams and stuff like that. Like she's a priest wife for crying out loud. She could have so many like thoughts about me, but she was like actually happy. And I was like, that's fucking beautiful. And like the only reason why I I have that is because I believe in myself. Mm. And there was once a time when I didn't. So like, don't play victim to the fact that you don't. It was like, I just did the 1%. I cleaned the car. I did the thing which helped me like, come to a point now but don't get me wrong I'm not fucking invincible I have moments of self-doubt I'm not like that doesn't exist like don't be like oh but I don't have that and like da 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 it's like I didn't have that too and still to this day there are times where I'm like what fuck am I doing but like then I come back into again my home my heart my my family and like things like that where I anchor back into my purpose and my legacy and what I want and the dangerous woman then I'm like I'm good like my intentions are pure I'm good so it's the choice piece. It's like you can choose to sit in your self-doubt. You can choose to like fucking, I remember you saying to me one day about like walking through the gym with my chin up and it's like, you know, something as simple as like the position of your head and and, and holding your chin high just changes your energy. And, you know, it's not even about how the way you look. It's about like you put your chin up and you fucking choose that I, I, I am responsible for the energy I bring into this room right now. Mm. And that's, you know, taking responsibility, but it's fucking choice. Yeah. I remember that conversation. I was like, you don't drop your chin, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you fucking keep your chin up, you know, and that that's something that I still coach to this day. Like you hold your chin up high, like, like no one's fucking walked your path. Like that's fucking incredible. Like don't drop your head ever, ever. Like, you walk with your chin up and you be proud of who you are. And that's where it starts, you know, like you can just tell where that it's like chin up, chin down. You can tell how someone feels about themselves. And it's like, if you can just actively practice the art of like my chin is held high and I'm proud to be whoever I am, regardless of my choices and decisions. And we all 
have our fucked up shit but like that's what makes you you Mm. it's a good story to tell one day yeah that's what I tell and I think of your voice when I when I'm having a down day or I'm feeling like oh fuck I don't feel the best today or I don't feel like this mad bitch that I know I am Mm. I'm just going to choose to like and it's not even the fake it till you make it it's just like Mm. I just fucking walk all myself yeah like I and I know that I'm just still going to go about my day. I'm going to lift my chin up high. And then Mm. as the day goes on, I'm going to remember, you know, and I'm going to feel that. But it's like you can be in this pity party. You can can walk with your head down. You can, you know, not make eye contact with all of those things. Mm. But at the end of the day, like you are responsible for the energy that you in the room. And if you just choose, okay, I'm going to walk in and I'm just going to bring it. It's fucking everything. Changes again. And it's unconsciously like programming your mind. Like if we're going to go down that route, it's like you're unconsciously programming your mind every single time to to be confident in who you are. Like because if you put your head down, you're contributing, you know. And it's like not fake it till you make it, but it's a it's practicing your know, new neural pathways in your brain and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which is important. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it so much. I have loved it. I am just like, yeah, so, so excited to keep witnessing your evolution as the extraordinaire that you are and building your legacy. So this is so exciting. My first podcast, guys. And we will wrap it up. Deeper. Bye.